0: Welcome to The Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth.
1: What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. I'm your host, Seth Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, happy, happy Sunday. We are here again. How do you feel about that? Check it out. If this is your first time on welcome. If this is your second or third time, welcome, welcome. Make sure you are sharing this. Stop acting funny style. I say three people. Let's get it up to 103. Right on. Share this, share this button. Share this, share this information. Y'all look, and if you haven't done so, make sure you go to StreamYardDark.com. Look at the bottom, forward slash Facebook, so you can join in this live conversation, y'all. This is what we do. We do this for the love of it and for the love of the information and for the love of you. That's what we do. So look, I'm gonna introduce or let the rest of the dan introduce themselves. We got my man's big Hern. What's up, man? How you feeling? What's up, bro? I'm good, man.
2: How's everything going?
1: Man, slow motion, man. Sunday, you know what I mean? Getting ready for the next week and kind of smudging a little bit if you see the smoke in the back, trying to get this, <laughs> you know, negative juju from yeah. around here. That, is, is
2: that what that was, man? I thought something think was it was over here, man. You thought it was what? I thought something was on fire over here, man. Never, man. You,
1: hey, never nothing on fire, but we stay hot, right on. But what's okay. going on this uh, this weekend with
2: you, man? Nothing really new, really going on, man. Just uh everyday living, really. You know, yeah. looking at this Russia-Ukraine stuff a little bit more closely, see what's going on, and and, and just moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's strange, man. But um. It's like we're in some crazy times. We got this war, still the pandemic, man. People acting funny. It's just weird. It's just weird, weird. I'm, I'm
2: going to tell you one thing I don't like about when people talk about this war. When they try to make it political, like, you know, when they say if President Trump was here, this wouldn't happen. He wouldn't turn his back on his allies. And they forget all about what he did to the Kurds in Syria. You know Ooh. what I mean? I like, like you. you guys say that. Y'all sound so disingenuous when y'all do that. Just say y'all don't really care about the, the the people and just say that, uh, you know, just say that you care about the politics behind it. Right. You right. Know I mean?
1: You know what? It's funny you said that because um, I don't think individuals truly understand how important it is to listen to, you know, what's going on and to do their own research. But we'll talk a little bit about that a little later. Yo, Big Larry, what's popping, man? Hey, 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 what's happening,
3: fellas? My internet's acting right this week, so I get to be on. Man, I really missed last week being I on. You scared of me
2: last week,
3: man. Yeah, you crazy <laughs> as hell. I was dying. <laughs> I was trying so many ways to get on. It was un-
1: it was crazy. Yo, and and I mean, hey, and, and you know, we missed you, right? Because we had yeah, some yeah, topics, bro. But how's your weekend yeah, was going? Us. Weekend
3: was cool, man. I got a little couple of days off. With where Herman was talking about what the craziness going on. So I was working a lot of that earlier during the week. You know, putting in them long hours and. Mm-hmm. I was able to get some time off this weekend, which I'm so glad. So,
1: you know. yeah, look, appreciate what you do. You know what I'm saying? And uh,
2: when you there, bro, would you say her sleep at night knowing that Larry's there on the <laughs> wall? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> there for
3: Clarksville, <laughs> baby. I'm there for You're all right. the
2: citizens Clarksville.
1: You know that's the deal, man. Because I think we get so comfortable, not you know, being retired and doing other things, we forget that we had individuals right next to us that's still dealing with this mess. You know what I'm saying? And they. It, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, but appreciate what you do, man. Straight up. Well, what's popping, man? How you feeling?
0: What's going on, fellas? I'm feeling good,
1: brother. How you guys doing? Slow motion, bro. You know, ideas better than no motion. How you feel about this retirement? You ready? You ready hey. to, to, to do the do? Hey, man, you can't you can't help
0: but to get ready, man. It ain't gonna stop. But I, I would like to thank everybody for the good wishes for uh, myself and uh, my family on this retirement. A love, respect. All that good stuff, man, uh, straight from the heart. But hey, it's time to get it moving, brother. That transition is real. Um, but as you said earlier, man, Larry, we appreciate what you're doing, brother. I've been counseling people all week. Although people wear this uniform, I mean, they don't have a mental and it bothers them. So don't forget to tap into them, give them that encouragement, share your experiences with them so they can persevere through this experience like we have many times before.
1: Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. But look, shout out to you, retiring, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, it ain't easy. Look, people think you can just put on a uniform and do it for 20 years. Like, who right. told you that? No. You think what I'm saying? It ain't easy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But um, i tell you one thing, though, for those of you that's um, out there that's serving, if, no matter how long you want to do, it's you are appreciated if that makes sense, right? You are appreciated because you are doing something that only a small percentage of the world, let alone the United States, are willing to do. So, shout out to you, all right? Hey, big Herm, you ready to introduce our guest, man?
2: Yeah, hey, before we introduce him, man, um, you, we, we already popped him on, on here, yeah, but hey, I don't know, they don't know who he is. Go ahead. What we're about to talk about, everybody, man, is something that people either went through or gonna go through because it's inevitable, right? That's right. You know We're gonna to talk to my man, Tony Hall, about how to deal with grief, how to move forward with grief, and how he was able to overcome something tragic in his life and still be able to press on and make something beautiful. If everybody can give my man, Tony Hall, a warm welcome to the dim, I greatly appreciate that.
1: Right on. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Yo, welcome, welcome, brother. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm
4: feeling all right, man. You know, life is good, God is good. I mean, um, sun shining in the day. Hey, so I ain't got no complaints, man. Um, you know, I want to get dressed all up for y'all, man. But hey, this is how I do it, brother. Yo, this
1: is how we listen to baby. Hey, yeah. don't worry about this shirt. So you dig yeah. what I'm saying. This we it just, you know, yeah. okay. Me, chill. Okay. Yeah. What team is that
2: on your head though?
1: Was it
2: what team
4: is that? okay. Yeah. I thought it was a team. Oh no, nah, man. I the only team I'm rep with. I don't watch NFL ball. One thing you'll know about me, I don't care for NFL, uh, NBA. I don't care for none of that. It's only one team I got on the planet that I root for, mm. and that's Alabama Road Tide. Oh man, in oh, yeah. the show already, man. Oh, Alabama ain't playing, I ain't nowhere. I, I'm good. I
3: ain't gotta watch, I ain't
4: gotta watch boxing, I ain't gotta watch nothing. But once Alabama playing, I'm right there.
3: I hey, thought he was going to say god for a minute man. He talked like, a oh, hey, no
4: He, 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 he <laughs> was putting you
1: know, feeling in it, wasn't it? He? Hey, so listen man, hey, thank you for being on man and so we want to thank get the ball man. rolling, you know. And again, ladies and gentlemen, make sure make sure you're 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 sharing this and putting this information out there because we're getting ready to give you some real good information. So, Tony, man, just uh let everybody know a little bit about yourself, man, before we get, you know, down and dirty and let them know who you are
4: man, listen, I'm point blank, simple, man. I'm i I'm a simple man that has, um, gone through many trials in my life. Um, but at the same time, I'm just a down home country boy. Um, you know, I don't put on, it is what you see is what you get. I was raised in the church by, um, uh, brought up in the house with my mother and my father. Uh, they was married, married for a very long time. I got a brother and I got a sister, um, and I have a beautiful family. And so, um, just a short term, without going to and you know to a lot. That's pretty much as
1: simple what it is. Just a country right. boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. Go ahead, Big uh, Larry. What you got, brother? All
3: right, brother. Well, let's get into it. I mean, we're talking about how to manage or deal with grief. Can you give us a little bit of background into what happened in your situation? Um long story um, short, man, and I can go
4: on as a, it's a song out right now and the girl is saying I can go on for hours and hours, but you know, I really can go on for hours and hours and tell you um, about the situation that's surrounding my grief and what happened. You know, I was married to uh, a beautiful woman. Um, fantastic. Um, there even, there's no words even put it into, you know, um, uh, uh, a category. I can't even categorize it, but she was beautiful in nature and I was married for um, 20 years. Um, I met her at 14. I uh, met my beautiful wife, Donyetta Marie Hall. Uh, God rest her soul. I met her at uh, 14 and at the age of 14, I'll never look back. I never looked back at, at anything. That was it for me. Uh, moving on, um, married, beautiful kids. Um, I'm in the church now. I'm pastoring now. And, uh, you know, the ministry is moving along and life is moving along. We're being blessed uh, beyond measure. You just see my like God is just raining down his His blessings on us. And it was the day of a day of her, uh, our anniversary. Our anniversary was October the 16th, uh, 2015. Our anniversary was October the 16th, 2015. And um, I remember her telling me, she was saying, hey, listen, um, I'm not feeling quite well. And I told her, I said, well, if you're not feeling well, you know, don't worry about going to work today, go ahead and go to sleep. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll be better tomorrow and we can go celebrate our anniversary. So my um, anniversary was on the 16th, October the 16th. And she died October the 17th. So there was a day out there. So um, no warning, no sign, um, no anything. Just to wake up in the middle of the night at two or three o'clock in the morning when you just seen the person that you was talking to, breathing, alive, a little sick, but we're not thinking sick unto death. And to go to sleep thinking that she was going to be all right, turn over in my bed, can't remember whether it was 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, turned over in my bed, and I discovered the person that I've lived pretty much my whole life with, deceased, dead. And the thoughts that rang through my mind, I can't even begin to tell you. Mm.
2: Man, so first, first, man, thank you for sharing that with us, you know what I mean? And, and for, for me, it's going to be tough to even ask these questions. You know sure. what I mean. So I know it's got to be tough for you to answer it, but um, when when you initially saw over the passed away, do you, do you do you did you ever get down to the bottom of what happened? Yeah. Um,
4: well, we did get down to the bottom of of, of what happened. Um, what they told me is that um, she died from from a, a disease called fibro, fibular muscular dysplasia. Uh, is what what it was told to me. Now, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, uh, I told y'all I'm country. So, uh, but fibromuscular dysplasia is what they what the doctors told me. And um, and like I said, um, both of us had the same surgery. Her surgery was a little bit more extensive. Uh, my wife was having some stomach problems, but you know we was working on things. She was a person that would get up at four or five o'clock in the morning and work out. And I had got her to run, and like we was running about five miles a day. That's what me and that, that's what me and my wife was doing. We was doing it so much that the kids started to join us because we was running, we was exercising, looking good, feeling good, and so all of this stuff just hit us by surprise. Had no idea that having this little, you know, mediocre surgery with the gallbladder removal, uh, things of that nature, that it would lead to death. And that was the only thing that I ever known that was wrong with her. She never complained about anything else. I hope that answers your question. No, it did.
0: Man, uh, brother, th- th- this is a rough one, especially with all of us being married. This would this would hit you very close to home. But my my realest intentions is for you to share your headspace and some of the tools that you use to pull you out of that space that a situation like this can put you in. Uh, I know you previously yeah, discussed before good. we got
4: on about your background as a pastor. I yeah. want you to talk about how God pulled you through this situation. Man, that's um, that's that's the most beautiful thing about this, you know. F- for so long, people would tell you how to grieve. Um, when I when initially when my uh, when my wife died, they tell you about the five stages of grief, and um, you know, any, don't about it, anybody thinking about the five stages of grief because you ain't never really you know expecting somebody you know like that to die. So I didn't have time to think about what five stages is, I need to be fixed right away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't get all, up into all of what people say. Your life and how you experience your life and the steps that you take, you got to take. I'm not even going to sit here and tell y'all, uh, Barbadum, that how he brought me through is the same way that he'll bring you through. Because I was looking at a situation where the same thing, I start reading on stuff now about people that has lost wives or husbands, it's been together for so long and I'm reading some of these stories and the, 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 neither of the spouse can go on. So they blow their brains out. That's that's the stories that I was reading. So I'm like, well, I I, I can't let that be me because I got kids to defend for. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I can remember when my wife passed in is that I only know how these folks ended up in my house. Some of them I didn't even want in my house. So how, how the hell you end up in my house? But, you know, news travel fast. Right. So, so you know, I'm like, man, the only thing I can remember when my wife passed, man, and this is a true story. You can ask. My brother was around. Uh, a bishop that I love, he was around. This this bishop, um, bishop, Bank, bishop Bankhead from Muskegon, Michigan, he was around. And uh, I remember some other people being around. But those, you know, specific people I remember. And I remember saying one thing when I found my wife dead and I don't know what to distraught. I remember telling them one thing. Take me to my church. And the only thing that I wanted to do when I went to the church was fall on the altar and start praying and start crying because that's all I knew what to do. So I said, take me to the church, man. I said, I don't, hear my wife did. I I haven't told my baby boy yet. My two oldest sons, I had to wake them up downstairs to tell them because here it is. My son's come home at night. I'm going to get to it. My son's come home at night from a football game. And then now, the same mother that they seen coming to the door. Now I got to go downstairs and tell my two teenage sons that they same mama who they just seen a couple of hours ago is no more. So long story short, the only thing I remember is telling people to take me to the church, take me to the church. Let me cry. Let me get it out. Because one thing about it is I know I got to rise above this because I got three other kids right now that's depending on me to make it through. I ain't thinking about nobody else but my kids. I wasn't thinking about my mama, my brother, my sister, my church family. I wasn't thinking about nobody else but my kids and and how God was going to allow us to get it through this season. So the only thing I remember is going to the church and just crying, hollering like a baby, you know, And, and I felt strength. Instantly felt some strength. I got up and I was able to take it a little step further, like, we got to get to the planning of this wedding. I mean, not this wedding, but and that's another thing. I'll tell you about that later, the wedding, because we was planning our wedding before she died. We went back and bought the dress. The dress was still in the closet. We were going to have our um, 20 year renewal of our wedding, and she never got a chance to put that dress on. It's still in the closet. She's still in the closet right now. So the only thing that helped me through that, man, is the undiluted truth was God is the only person to pulled me through that.
1: Hey, Hey, you know, there's nothing to say after that. To uh, how can I say this to try to articulate that so that individuals can understand. Can. They may not ever be able yeah. to understand that. You, you you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, um, shout out to you, shout out to your sons, right? Yeah. And shout out to everybody that was around you. Um, I think that is incredibly huge. You said something that made some sense that I really want to touch on. Um, there's, I don't know if it's rumor, old thought processes, or just just by happenstance. Individuals feel as though, right? And and studies show too, right? That when a mate loses another person, not only do they think about the, you know, uh, like you said to your point, killing themselves, but they soon go after due to a broken heart. Did you ever feel as though, not necessarily that you wanted to take your own life, right? But that You did not really know how to go on. Now, you had a reason, right, for your children, but did you ever feel like you could not go on? And when that happened, what did you do and how did you get yourself out of that thought process? Was it anything outside of church or was church just your anchor?
4: Man, that's a man, that's a very good question, man. Y'all, y'all brothers are I gotta give it up to y'all, man. This is dope. Um, uh, because these these questions that y'all asking me, man, I done had people been in my life since the death of my wife that ain't asked me these questions. Not not now one. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to be asked, how did you and what did you do? So I appreciate y'all for the opportunity. Um, but you know, if I be honest and I am um transparent. Um, to a point, because, you know, you don't want to let people move too deep inside. Uh, but um, if I must say, there was a point in time where the thought of taking my own life would have been better at the moment. But that was a selfish thought. You understand? Um, because selfishness would drive you to do some things that you shouldn't and don't, shouldn't be doing when you selfish within yourself. So for me to think about taking my own life when I knew I had three other kids, that was selfish. And when I look back on it later, sometimes, no, because even in your deaf, even in deaf, and when people at hit home, you got to make sure that you have a sound mind to think like about your surroundings and your situation. Cause if you don't, you going to fall victim and pray to a whole bunch of other things that you shouldn't fall to. So you know, the, the only thing that I can really think, of, you know, to, to, to pick me up out of what I was going through was just saying, listen, man, it's going to get better. I was encouraging myself like David in the Bible and people would never understand it because what God gives you a piece that surpasses all understanding. So that's what I'm saying. My experience my experience may not be the other person's experience, but that was some times where I just thought that, hey, listen, man, I got to survive for these boys. I got to make sure my family continued down the right path that I know we should go regardless of my loss. I remember a scripture in the Bible where, where one of the disciples wanted to go back home and bury his family and God told him let the dead bury the dead. So you know, it was just like it was it was a thing where I had to in a sense guard my whole self, put on this demeanor and that's what it was at the time to muster up enough strength to say I got to get through this. I break down and cry later. But let me get through this. And there was a time that I broke down and I cried and I felt like giving up. But, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it in that situation. I had to get. I had to start healing in myself first enough before I can actually start grieving my wife.
1: Wow. What I'm see, doing that. see, that's what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you sharing that. I, I got yeah. a, a thing about life that I use for myself, and, and, and I'll share it with you. And I understand that in life, at some point, we all got to go, right? So that's kind of yeah. that's my little mechanism for dealing with when it ever happens to somebody, especially somebody I'm close with, that's how I think I can cope with it, or that's a, at least the logic I give behind it that I should have known that this was going to happen at some point. But my question to you, and you kind of hit on it a little bit when you were talking about you still have your voice to live for, I'm thinking about that first 24 to 48, 72 hours after the fact. What is that like when you know that this person is gone? Like when you go to that breakfast table in the morning or whatever y'all routine was, she's not there. But you still have your sons. You still have family around. You still got your personal life. You know, you still got all these things going on. You go from planning a wedding to now planning a funeral to now still having to cope with the everyday life because your kids are still in school. What is that like?
4: Man, that's a fantastic question, man. And I man, I'm telling you that that question right there is a fantastic question,
1: man. Hey, hold on, man. Listen, yeah. if you can't do it, all right. Now keep this in mind, man. If if we hit the point where hey, you want to pass, it's cool.
4: No, you bro. I'm, I'm 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 man, I'm so good, man. Okay. And I'm just saying that was a beautiful question. Mm-hmm. Um to be in a point where The the moments after the person that you've been in a relationship with all of your life, since the age of 14, y'all grew up 14, 15, 16, 16, you have a baby, 17, you have another baby, then you go on, then you have another baby, then you, you know, but you're married. I got married in 97. So, you know, married in 97, you grew up all of this time. And then finally that person that that was your lead, your your breathing, your oxygen, um, your headache, your backache. I mean, all of the stuff that you the the people call their, their wives and their spouses when they get on their nerves, all of the stuff that made you sick, you wish you had it there to make you sick now.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But it ain't there no more. So th- the best way that I can answer that question, man, is man, I was an empty shell. I didn't know who I was no more. I was empty. So basically when she died, I died. That's what people got to understand about death. When you lose somebody that close to you, you are no longer the person that you was when you lost that person. You are no longer that person no more. So forget about it. Damn. Not that person no more. I don't care what nobody say. Well, you, know, yeah, I changed, damn it. I'm, I'm not the yeah. same person no more. Since yeah. 14 especially, y'all grew up together. Man, I grew up with this woman, man. I grew up with this woman driving all around. Everywhere I go in Clarksville is a reminder of who she was. Everywhere because we touch every square inch of this city. Now when I came back here, it was some little stuff that they built up, but don't mean we didn't try to drive down the street just because they ain't built it yet. So right. we was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So every every time I go somewhere as a reminder, I got it gotta now. It's a reminder. It's a picture of where we went. And how we was so to have all of that, man. I feel I was an empty shell, and my soul. It felt like essentially my soul was gone. I was a walking zombie. The only thing I had as a reminder was them boys. Because when I'm walking to her casket now, it was me and my sons. We're walking to her cas- casket to go view her body. I got one son in front of me, which is over there in another room right now. I got my other son, which is. Uh, The singer of my family. And then I got my oldest son. He's to my right. And we walking towards um, they mama casket. I got my my baby boy. He laughing. He don't even know what's going on. This your mama. She dead. And she, daddy, why she look different? This is what my eight-year-old asking me. I got my other two sons. And I'm trying to hold up in both arms to keep them from breaking down. And I heard my wife speak from the grave, from the casket. That's why I'm saying people can't tell me dead folks don't talk because they do. And the one thing that she spoke In the center of that casket that I felt that she said to me was, Tony, take care of my sons, because I know how much she loved them boys. And until they tag my TOE, that is my only uh, assignment in this earth, is to make sure that them boys is taken care of, to make sure that they have uh, the means to carry on, to be who they need to be. And man, I got some brilliant sons Ain't caused me not one ounce of sleep since they mama been gone. And when boys lose a mama, them boys like to cut up. They they lose it. But my boys ain't gave me an ounce of trouble. I sleep good at night because mm. they had a covering.
2: Yeah,
4: the covering that I had in my house. The reason why I'm able to be the man that I am today after going through what I gone through is that I had a praying wife.
1: Mm. Man, you know what? Hold I on home
4: at one or two o'clock in the morning, man. No cap. I come home at one or two o'clock in the morning. My wife is on the floor crying out to Jesus for her family, for her kids and for the church. Here it is. I'm at the church studying all day. And sometimes I went to the church. Sometimes I just didn't want to be home because we was into it. But when I came home, I found a wife that was still praying for me in spite of the circumstance. That's what kind of wife I had, man. She's indescribable, man. She was just, she was phenomenal. She was a phenomenal woman. She was truly an angel sent here for, to, for that purpose. And not only for me and my family, but also for the church and for the church people that we had. I can see how her prayers and everything that she labored and how she labored has protected me and my boys and my family thus far. So I'm thankful.
1: Yo, Tony, man, listen, shout out to you. Shout out to everyone that's listening. You know, there's times when we have a lot of, Back and forth, you know, just different energy, but I don't believe this is bad or negative energy. It's necessary because there's individuals that's there that's listening right now or that will listen in the near future that don't know how to cope how to do different things. So I think it's important. Well, I know that it's important because what you're dealing with is a, a a testament of what you had to go through to get through. But then also too, this is a way for an individual to go through, right? So listen, what we're going to do is ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a pause for the cause y'all look, I'm sorry. We, we got to do it right. But, um, if you're digging this, make sure you're sharing this. Okay. Make sure that you, you know, you're supporting us and everything. And we're going to see y'all in one minute. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back.
0: Monique Slater is a top negotiating award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through homeownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the US. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268.
1: One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Dance sent you. Hey what's going on everybody this is Seth with The Lions Den Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable check out The Black Collar Mindset The Art of Strategic Thinking It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way Go to the blackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today Again the website is theblackcollarmindset.com Trust me you won't be disappointed Let's get it together.
3: Hey, 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 everybody. This is Larry, and I wanted to give a quick plug to our YouTube channel. So I will put the actual link in the the comment section. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to build up that channel just as we've done with the Facebook page and all of our, our other avenues. So help us out. Subscribe and like that link, folks. Appreciate
1: you. Right on. Hey, fellas. yo (laughs) Yo, oh what y'all think about this yo
2: man i'm starting starting off man it's one thing i i always want i'll be wondering because he is a pastor you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's like when something immediately happens like that that's unexplainable like do you go to questioning your relationship with god you know what i mean like how can God let this happen to a woman like this? Why this had to be her turn? Type mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's pretty refreshing to see, you know what I'm saying? The first thing he wanted to do was go, go to the, go to his church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where he found his strength to be able to move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. what you think, Will?
0: Uh, the, the brother showed great courage. Cause that's something that we can't even fathom, man, to, to actually experience. And, now, he's left with these three boys to fend for by himself while he's emotionally broken and found his strength, and strength, again, through God. Dude, that, that's an amazing testimony. That I hope people that are out here going through things, just take take that stride and look at him and what he did and just know that
3: it's not the end when things like that happen.
1: Mm. What do you think, Larry?
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd say, man, this is kind of where having that interest plays a part, but also having the right people around you to kind of keep you grounded, man, because there's no there's no manual on how to get through this process. There really isn't. You can say all the things you should look up and research, but at the end of the day, until it hits you directly, you don't know how you're going to react. So, I mean, yeah. I just afraid I got the right people around me should I ever experience anything like this.
1: You know, you're right, man, and, and I'll tell you one thing. I appreciate you, brothers, right, because y'all were with me. My mother passed right before she passed. Remember that? I had to call everybody over. I say, y'all, listen. I got mm-hmm. to let y'all know something because I, dang. All right, hey, you don't know how you go get it. Don't.
2: It's all good, bro. Yeah.
0: That's that's what the yep, circle right. is.
2: Yeah, um,
0: it ain't it ain't just when you going through something. That's right. It's it's every day. We don't know how life is going to approach us, so
4: no, no, no,
0: as, man. As Larry said, man, that circle is important. Um, brother, you said something in the first half yeah, of the okay. show, I lost two aunties. Oh, go right. ahead, I'm sorry. Um, Tony, you lost you said something early in the show and you used the term season, and that's a very important term. Because in life, when things happen, people can think it's everything. They associate Mm -hmm. that event with everything. And with you having a responsibility as a father to still be strong for your children, having that mindset that it's been a season was imperative. And I want you to kind of share a little bit of that personal insight for somebody that may be going through something right now. And it's seasonal, but they're looking at it like it's a forever
4: type ordeal. You know, before I do that, man, I'm sitting here having a moment myself. Um, but because it's something serious that the, the the young brother said, he said, you don't know. You never know when that it, it's like, you know, like I hear a lot of people say, you know, time heals all wounds. Man, that's a lie. Quit saying that. Time don't heal no wounds. Not the ones that you have. It'll put a bandaid on that thing. Man, quit saying that to people. That's an awful thing to say. Time heal wounds. I don't want to hear that when I'm lost to the, the closest person next to me in my life. Time healed wounds, man. Listen, when you when you that close to a person and that individual, man, you would never get over that. You would never that. I lost my father. I lost my mentor. I lost my best friend all in a three year, a three year span. And, and, and you know, you learn to adjust and you learn to deal, man. But it don't heal the wounds, man. You can, you can be going along good and something just the, the right tune of that music will come to your ear and it'll break you down and you'll be like, man, I thought I was through with this. You'll never be over that. That's something you got to learn to live with. Them memories, man, that last forever.
2: Man. Okay, let me let me get let me get myself together over here, Tony man, because uh, you hit you hitting on a lot of points. You know what I mean, and and I know people are in their feelings a lot about what's going on right now, and that's a great thing. We shouldn't run from from how we feel. You know <laughs> what I mean. We we feel how we feel, but what I do want to talk about, man, is you did eventually uh, move on. You move. You remarried, right? Uh, so I wanted to talk about that process. That you know how that went and how you know. What, 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 where your emotions were when, when you came to the, um, came to the the feeling that you was ready to, ready to go ahead and press forward. Um,
4: man, I had been in so many relationships since that. And I don't mind sharing this because this needs, y'all need to understand something. You know, the death of my wife spoured out of control in the point where, you know, I was searching for the rib. I was searching for, I was searching for like what I was missing. So when you now searching for what you missing and what you know, you didn't have, and you ain't got it no more, man, you go through so many, man, it was awful, man. It it come to the point where, you know, I'm like, man, I ain't going to never find nobody. Because then now I had to stop telling myself and trying to remind people of her because it will never be another her. Because now I had that, and and now as I told you earlier, I said now I got to find out exactly who I am and what I want. Maybe something what God wants you to have is totally new in this season. So I had to go to a point now, man, where I'm searching for love, and I'm 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 searching for love, and you know I'm here and I'm there, and I'm like I, God, I know it's there. I know you have not had. I know you don't want me to walk this path alone. I could do it alone, but I know you don't want me to walk this path alone. You know, hey. The Lord give it but in the Lord to give it back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. So long story short, you know, I had went through a season where, you know, I, I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it again. And I felt in my spirit one day and um, I, I met a I met a beautiful woman, man. I did. Uh, dope. I mean, she she dope. She, you know, it's like, OK, I can't even look back on that no more. I think right now my wife, my deceased wife, is proud that I would make a decision the way that I would make it, knowing that if you going to choose, don't choose somebody less than me in my death. Choose somebody that you know that God's going to give you more. So that's what I had to do, man. And I had to take a great look. And I was looking and I was looking because I knew what it was. And then finally God sent it.
1: So And, it, so, and this is the
4: thing. This, this is the thing. He sent it. He sent it. And then I messed it up. Mm. And then he gave it back to him.
1: Wow. That's how you knew it was yours. So hold on. Before you go into that, brother, um, touch on the moment when you knew that you felt as though you had your deceased wife's blessing. Man, that's a good question.
4: Um, man, it, it, it was going through a point where I can hear her her, her spirit about, you know, my, my my wife had principles and stare, uh, standards and character. She was a, she was a, um, she was getting her master's in education, so um, she was a, a teacher. And so I couldn't have anybody around me that I knew that if you're going to be in my life, then education has to mean a, it got to be important to you. Because I know my wife would want my sons to finish school, and I know she wouldn't want them watching any type of thing. She wouldn't want them wearing any type of thing. She wouldn't want um, people being a certain type of weight what she hold precious and what she hold dear so i had this in my mind i was like man my son's y'all shifting a little too 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 different if this is the woman i'm supposed to be with and so i'm watching everything now because i got to make sure because the devil would present a good package with to you but it ain't then it's not what you're supposed to have you got to be totally willing to walk away from that and know that you know that this is what you're supposed to have if not you're going to end up with heartaches and headaches so, but it took me going through certain situations in that relationship that I that I almost just threw completely away to know that this is what I sent for you. Because I was too busy looking at everything else around me. But then I felt my wife say, this is good. And when she said, this is good, I was like, oh, that's what's up. At least I, you know, because I struggled with that for a while, like. You know, God, I die and I go to heaven and I got two wives. Now, which one I supposed to celebrate? I struggled with that for a
1: while. I
4: wow, You feel what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see both of them if we go into heaven. But I'm saying this, this is the one that I lost. Mm-hmm. So I struggled with the fact for a while of saying, But I also heard that it was well in my soul. And when I heard that it was well in my soul, it was well in mine. No matter what the situations that surround me. Uh, that surrounded the relationship of why we ended up getting married and didn't get in the divorce mm. and then and then got back together. Let's see you know,
0: <laughs> wow. You might not be at the
3: church, brother, but you're preaching. There you Man. go. Boy you're, boy, you're preaching. Yeah. What you got, Larry? Hey, I apologize. I cut out and came back on, so I missed the question that was asked prior. But since we're talking about the remarriage piece, I just wanted to know what were your son's thoughts when you first initially you know either introduced a new lady or said you're getting married like how was that were they accepting was there a little bit like yeah i don't know you know just kind of walk us through that good question.
4: man <laughs> my oldest son my oldest son man which is a godly this boy's this boy is he's just like his mama, man is is he's, he's a great great young man um he was the only one um that was I had this blessing. Mm-hmm. I had this blessing. My oldest son was the only one that I really had this blessing. Now it took a while for my middle son to come through, which is the middle son because you know the middle son is always that that baby. I don't care. I don't care if you got a wife and you got kids. That middle son or that middle baby, that that middle baby don't get a lot of love per se sometimes because I'm a middle son. I know what it's like. But when he loved his mama and he loved his parents, he loved them. And my 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 middle baby loved the heck out of his mama. That's the one I thought I was going to lose. I thought I was going to lose. him. I was like, God, but um, I, ha- I didn't have his blessing. And I didn't have my baby's boy blessing. I didn't have none of their blessings. But as time went along with the conversations that we sat down at the table and had as men now, because now I got to realize I'm raising young men because, you know, hey, we got to get it now. I got to push y'all. Mama gonna breastfeed and all that. I ain't got time for that, man. you We got to get it, <laughs> you know. But um, but I had I had I finally I had their blessings. They was like, pops, we
2: just want you to be happy. Yes. And if you're happy, yes. we happy. Yes. That's how they went. Okay, so uh, yeah. you you talked about what you you moved on. You got you got your new wife, but then you talked about you lost her, right? Yes, yeah. you lost her. Do you think? Do you think that it might have been because you wasn't. You you might not have been all the way ready like you thought. Or what kind no. of what happened right there? Good stuff,
4: man. Um, no, man, I I would I wasn't ready to. My my heart wasn't ready. I was I was I was not the same. Twenty years over twenty something years in a relationship, you would think a man got it all together. You would think that, you know. But hey, twenty one years in that relationship, I was just growing up and becoming the man that God wanted me to be. And and, and and honoring and respecting and loyalty and consistency and being trustworthy and being committed and being all of these things that I know that God called me to be. And then, bam, she's gone. So now it's like I got to start completely all the way over in this 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 thing called relationship. And I'm like, man, what do I do with this? And, and so I wasn't ready. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to dive in there because, you know, it was just like, hey, listen, now you got to understand when you meet a person in a relationship, when you've gone through 20 some years of relationship and the person that you about to get in a relationship with ain't never been in a relationship, how in the hell is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Tell me, how is this going to work? But when you choose choosing mates so out here, people don't understand you choosing out of broken mechanics. Ain't nobody out here in the streets, if you ain't known, ain't nobody whole and well. We all have some things on the inside of our heart and our mind that we're dealing with and struggling with on a day-to-day basis. So nine times out of ten, when you meet somebody, you go meet a broken person. But how willing and hard are you to work to make sure to say, hey, listen, I know what I felt in my heart. I know this can't be fake. And I'm willing to stick in this thing and fight with you to the bitter end to see where this relationship go end up because I know that this is God ordained. Because I didn't even want now another relationship. I didn't want it. I said this on the couch tonight that the cops came to my house to check my wife's body to say, hey, yes, she's deceased, and we need to we need to take all the information from you. The only thing I can remember saying to these cops that night they came to my house to get all my information. This man, I'll never get married again. That's all I kept saying. Man. That's all I kept saying. Boy, that's pretty quick reaction, too. I kept saying it, it the whole man. Uh-huh. I said, Man, I'll never get married again. Never, uh-huh. never. I just kept saying, I kept saying, and I kept saying, and it's like, okay, uh-huh. I what you ain't gonna do, man. Because God takes you to situations where he said, Hey, listen, I know you, I know it hurts, son. I know this don't feel good. That young man asked a question about, you know, do you did you lose respect for God and how he said something along the lines about, you know, how did it shake your faith? Man, yeah, it shook my faith. Okay. I'm like, man, forget a church, forget forget everything. I'm like, I questioned that for a minute. You go through all those psychological gains, but you instantly have to rebuke those thoughts to come to your mind and say, I know this is just, I'm, I'm being right now shooken up. So you gotta grab what you know is true while you being shooken up and hold on to that. I never let go of my faith even though I let go of the church.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute! Wait a
4: minute! Man, I let go of the church, man. I, I don't deal with church folks no more, man. Hold that, on, man. listen, wait, man. Wait, hold I don't on. deal with church folks no more. I deal with real people. Man, this you know. is con- this is congregation. This yeah. is church because this is what people need to hear. This is what people need to go through and experience and know. Hey, listen, we got real testimonies and stories out here. And we giving you God, but it's not the God that's religious and watered down and all this stuff, making you run around and spit on the church and you still go outside and live like a demon away with that church.
0: And we ain't passed now one collection plate either.
4: (laughs) Away with that church! These are people that would save
1: people. You know what, man? Listen, let me tell you something. I'm I'm gonna get brothers, y'all, jump in whenever. But um, so it's kind of hard. I'm glad you said it because the way my mouth is set up, it don't sound right. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I, I say it like. (laughs) <laughs> you know I'm so i'm glad that you did say that because i really do believe sometimes people inside of a and i'm gonna say this not all but in different uh situations or institutions they categorize your life situations and then they don't give you that ether what i mean that realness like i really need help help You right I can't do like, it. yeah i
4: can't do it no more man listen i sat up there in a the church man for 10 years Suffered, prayed, laid hands on, shouted. You came in my house. We went on vacations, man. Another we did right all here. Of these beautiful things. Yeah. Dim the folks, man. And I don't get me wrong. Now we are gonna call you I, back. Don't get me wrong, but you gotta know what the church is. I was blinded, folks. I didn't realize what church really was until after I gone through this situation right here. God then revealed it to me.
2: Yep.
0: Hey, brother, you said something key. The church is a building. God lives in you. Mm-hmm. And
4: Man, you get me excited. My preacher coming up now. See, I was, <laughs> I, I'm a chill person, but see, when these hands and stuff get moving, now you're bringing that preacher out. That's that preacher talk.
0: Hey, that's the energy, brother. This is you great energy. So- Ain't nothing <laughs> like men sitting, being vulnerable and talking real. You won't get that just because you go to a church. And as you said, leave and live like a demon. God lives in you, so you got to live and walk that every day. And what they say, don't judge, because you got to go through something to learn something. So what you're no, doing is showing people that you can go through whatever, but still survive it. But you need
4: that foundation. You need that circle. So man. That's what's it, man. You got to have. It's, it's about the brotherhood, the sisterhood, because when it says brotherhood, it's not really just saying a brother alone, but we're talking about our sisters, too. You know, so when you can have a group of people that has gone through, I should have went through. I wish in my lifetime that I had gone through what I'm going through when the loss of my wife before I started preaching, because it would have made me a better preacher. Because if you don't go through certain situations and things in your life before you give and try to minister to somebody else, you're a hypocrite. Cause you ain't never been through nothing in order for you to make to order for you to be the person that god called you to be man you need to go out here and lose your wife you need to go out here and get busted up. You need to know what it's like to lose your life because now God gonna use that mouth right there for a greater testimony because you know you telling the truth because you made it out. You see, and that's
1: what I'm telling you, bro. If You I, you know what? I almost dropped my drink. Listen,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord have mercy. Look, it'd be the ones that ain't been through. Nathan trying to tell you how to get it right. But my bad. Hey, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Big Hur. Uh, hey, hey, y- hey.
2: Check this I'm, out, enjoy- I'm enjoying myself, man. Yeah. Hey, Tony, check it out, man. So I know we talked about earlier how you talked about how you're, you're, what you you call it, an encourager? Yeah, man, that's, that's pretty
4: much my lane right now, man. Um, the pastor, the pastor's mantle, which was, which I was, I was, um, I was ordained by my bishop, Bishop, um, Parks down in Tupelo, Mississippi. Shout out to him for if you ever see this. He's a great man. And, um, and um, I was thing by him. So you know, the, the, the pastor and the elders card and all that stuff is still a part of my life, it's just from what people have tried to make it out to be. Mm-hmm. I can't be that no more tell because me, all that you. suit and tie and dressed up, and you got on you know three-piece suit to tell people the good news about God, man. Away with that mess, man. Check, you check, know what check. I'm saying? Away without that, They don't make who God is, man. I'm I'm just an encourager. You know what I'm saying? I'm just out here just get spreading the good news and good faith about who God is. And it's just real raw and relevant. Man,
2: mm-hmm. I, I love all of that. You know what I mean? But the yeah. question I have is this. Yes, sir. If somebody's going through grief. You know what I'm saying? Uh, experience is something you went through. Because yeah. we always hear, you know what I'm saying? God, you know, God has a plan. Uh, time heals all wounds. How would you advise somebody to be there for a person that went through something as traumatic as you've been through? Great, Great question. Man. Man. I advise anybody,
4: and and then let me come back to you know down a little bit because I'm, I'm acting like Minister Lewis Farrakhan right now.
1: So <laughs> hey, hey, check it out. Hey, bro. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, look. It's funny you said that because we don't want too much good stuff go on. You know what's gonna happen? Then we're gonna end the whole thing. Yeah, go man. Ahead,
4: go ahead. Yeah, but I, I'm in agreement with what I've heard you, brother, say tonight. You, one brother, said something so profound, and um. And I'm, I'm getting familiar with all of you, you know, so, so but I don't know his name. But he said, listen, he said, you need a good group of uh, people around you when you're going through something. And, man, that 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 was that was right on the head because because if you don't have the, But this is you got to make sure that you know that, you know, though. It's not until you go through something significant that you're going to find out who they are. You don't know who they are until you go through something that's significant. If you ain't going through nothing, if your mama ain't been dead and your, if your mom, I lost my mama, my daddy, them folks that came up to my daddy's funeral when he died, them the folks I mess with. Because all the rest of y'all was talking about how y'all loved them and, and this, that, and the other. If you really loved them, you, why you wasn't there for me in my worst time? That's how you know who they are. And sometimes it ain't about nobody else around you but you. -hmm. And that's what I have to understand and know because he didn't want you to go through this. That's a Job situation. Job had all them friends in the Bible when he lost everything, even his wife called him foolish. He had friends that went there when nobody there for Job but God. And sometimes he thinks you do something significant to know that you know that you know that it went nobody but God the whole time.
1: Hold on, Mm -hmm. shut up, just Mm -hmm. shut up, didn't shut up. That's what you need to do is shut your mouth. That's what you need to do. Look, listen, hold on, y'all. Listen, we go real talk, do an altar call, but it's gonna be in cash out right on. (laughs) Look, 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 what I'm saying is, what you're saying is so dope, and I think I know that when you're going through life, life will, you know, reveal things to you, and what we do sometimes is we put a whole nother veil in front of us because we know what we know, but we don't want to admit it to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And then, so what we do is we start to, we continue to operate in a negative space when we have things that have shown us, here's your breakthrough. Here's a person that's really here for you. This is a way that you can overcome this and become better. But sometimes it's us that don't want to get out of it. And sometimes it's because we like the unfortunate attention that we receive from people, right? We don't want to be better because now people are dawning on me. They're, you know, they're, they're you know what I'm saying? That's so, right, man. man, you're hitting it, man. I'm sorry. I just had to man, I'm, that. I'm,
4: I'm excited, man. Everything everybody's saying is, is so good and so on point. This has actually refreshed me tonight, fellas. Mm-hmm. So thank y'all, man. Like, you know, I, I feel resumulated in my you know, when you talk about strength. You never know where your strength gonna come from. But tonight, my strength came from the lines, then man. Bro, you feel what I'm saying? I feel the roaring line, and strength that just came back in me tonight, man. I'm telling y'all, I love it, bro. I love it. I'm telling you,
1: man. Bro, that's dope. so dope, man. Hey, but yeah. well, listen, bro. Hey, whoo, look. Before we go in our last words, man, I want to give uh man.
2: Damn. Yeah, man. Man, wasn't expecting this, huh? <laughs> Brother, I, was, I talked to him. You know what I mean. I, I was, yeah. excited, you know what I mean. Yeah, I knew but, I had to get him on, man. Talking to him, just talking to him, just in the beat, the BX. That's yeah, right. I, I knew, I knew that he's about to bring some fire, man. So, and, and, and you
1: know what? It's it's more than a person, man. It's what the words can do, and when it touch places uh, in you that you don't think is reached reach a boat if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. so man this was so dope and not just that shout out to everybody that's watching right now y'all mad love give hearts and and hashtag if y'all can dig this show because we don't know all of your stories but if it's relevant to you please let us know we will appreciate that right on we will appreciate that so hey i'm gonna give give the brothers the last word and then i want you my brother uh anthony to just you know End us off well, so big Herm, what you got, man?
2: Hey, first and foremost, man, you know you my childhood friend. I appreciate you coming Thank on, you, man. Now, this This conversation here uh, was something that I, I we wanted to do, but it's like, man, I, I know that the fellas like, man, how are we going to do a conversation about this? You know what I'm saying? Because it's so personal. But you kept it so real, and I know that the people that listen to it, you know what I'm saying they 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 can hang up this show gaining something from it. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, fast. you hit us all emotionally, you know what I mean. And I appreciate you for being you, being authentic, you know what I'm saying, and letting people know that uh, you can overcome anything. Yeah, Absolutely, I mean, I, and I
4: appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, uh, for just being a real guy that you are, man. You know, we 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 hooked up a couple times since I've been here, been back, and it's um, you know, it's always pleasant. You never know how God is going to connect the pieces. So, you know, tonight i I'm, I'm thankful, man, and I appreciate y'all. Right on. Just a couple oh, things, man. To- oh, 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 hold
2: on one second, Tony. Because Tony, we're yeah. gonna give they, they yeah. five words, and then we're gonna give it to you. Yep. Awesome.
3: Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Go ahead, Big Larry. All right, I'll just say one a couple things that adversity usually kind of clear your eyes, and it'll, it'll show you and, and test you, and make your vision more clear when you go through it versus non adversity. You know, as far as what you saw, the people around you, and your your episodes with the church, and just how you how it's changed you since your loss. And I also say with losses, for me personally, what I do is I look at all my significant losses of loved ones as guardians angels now. So they transition, right? So I don't look at them as truly being lost. They're going physically, but they're not going mentally and spiritually. I will always keep them alive. So I appreciate the word and I'm glad that we was able to actually rejuvenate you, not just you rejuvenating us, but it works both ways. So I appreciate it and hopefully somebody somewhere got something out of this today. Because I know I did.
1: Yeah.
0: God, Big Will. Tony, Tony, brother, you said you just real. You just, you see what you get, and brother, what you bought was that transparency, but you taught us as men something. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, it's okay to right. be hurt. and It's okay to talk about it and to be able to heal collectively. That's so right. for that, I thank you for us pushing that particular narrative. There is no, that's it's not true that we can't be vulnerable, that yes. we don't have feelings. So for you to come on and express yourself, brother, you you gave everybody something. Not just, you know, appreciate what you said about us, but you're giving us as men different tools and things that we need to work through. And although you're not at the church building, brother, church is in you, brother. And you showed it here tonight on the lines there, brother. So we appreciate you for coming on. Appreciate it, man.
1: Right on. All right, go ahead, brother. The floor is y'all, yours, man. You got your own minute, man. Got the time to just uh, share a word, man, for our audience.
4: Hey, I man, I just wanted to just encourage y'all to no matter what you're going through. um, You know, keep keep striving. I said something on the other night on my Facebook page. Um, I'm sitting back watching all the news that's going on overseas and I'm praying for uh, everybody's involved. And like I said before, the Ukrainian people uh, can stand and fight for their country the same way that they're fighting for their country. You got to be willing to stand and fight for your own life. Whenever you're going through something that's significant, don't give up. Whenever you're going through something that's hard and they feel like you want to quit, don't give up. Because what great is he that's in you on the inside of the world. So I'm just thankful for this opportunity tonight. We got a lot of great things coming up I'm on my end. So y'all be watching out for that. Um, I got candles and talks um, where we're also gonna be dealing with some real issues. Um, and um, we're also opening up truth ministries. It's not gonna be church like you know it. So we have a lot of things in the making, and we just praying to God bring it all through. God bless y'all, man. I love all of y'all. Y'all real real, real people
1: tonight, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, well, listen, everybody, you can follow him on IG. It's IG for well, IG at uh, only one Tony Hall. All right, only one Tony Hall. You know what? I really don't have the uh, the space right now to have anything uh, prolific to say or or anything because there was nothing else to say. I appreciate you. All right. I appreciate everyone that's watching. And if this did do anything for you, it was for you. The bottom line. So, you um, yo, we're going to see y'all next week. All right. Make sure you follow us everywhere. You know what it is. But um, this this was so dope. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. One.
4: Don't get left behind. Stay updated. Make sure to give a thumbs up and catch more
2: on the Lions Pride Network available on Roku and Fire TV.